0: good vibrations from your friends. You better believe it. And you and your friends definitely share an energetic connection. Welcome to Friends on Hand, podcast where we explore the fine art of friendship. I'm Nancy Hand, social confidence coach, and today I am joined by Molly McCartney. Welcome, Molly. Hi, a (laughs) She's a spiritual life coach in Orlando, Florida, and she helps others embrace their intuition, find inner peace no matter what they're dealing with. She's also the host of the Empowered Wisdom Hour podcast, which is dedicated to supporting your spiritual wellness and inner wisdom. I am so psyched to have you here, excited to talk about this because it's, I think, a really important subject.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to be here.
0: So, you and I met um, out and about doing extroverted things. We were at a, a seminar, and I just liked you right away. And I wanted to ask on the front end, Um, how do you know? How do you know when somebody's going to be a friend?
1: Well, I think in my experience, and I'm highly intuitive, as are a lot of people I come across, um, I just have a feeling, you know, and you have a a feeling if someone's going to come at you from an egoic place, or if they're seeking something from you or, you know, this kind of, you can feel, alter, alter, uh, excuse me, ulterior motives, <laughs> if I can get my words together right. Yeah. But you can feel that um, in people if you really, really pay attention. And to me, um, authenticity really shines through and, and someone that comes up like, you know, a kid on, this, on the playground when you we were in school, like, hi, how are you? Which is how you approached me. You know, it was just <laughs> like, hey, you know, okay, new friend, great. Hey. And there was never any sense of like, I don't know what kind of shadows am I going to have to deal with, with this person? It was more like, you know, person to person, human to human. Hi, how are you? And it's safe. You know, you get this feeling that you're safe um, just being yourself.
0: I love that. And do you feel like you uh, popped into the world as someone who is uh, a gregarious person or was that something you learned? Um, Well, I, you know, it's interesting. I, I
1: wouldn't call myself gregarious. Maybe I come off that way sometimes. I'm I'm definitely 50-50 uh, introvert, extrovert. So, you know, I'm very comfortable being inside myself. But when I am with people, I do prefer that connection. You know, I might wander around alone in a city and not talk to strangers. But if it's a, a social gathering, you know, I will connect as, as easily, you know, as much as I can. Um, because I think it's important if that's the purpose for it. Like, you know, don't stand back and you know, sit in the corner, you know, be there. So um, yeah, I think it came and went uh, throughout my life. I think as a child, I was quite open and more playful. And then as many kids, um, you know, experience, I got bullied and, you know, social issues throughout school. So that definitely put me back in my shell where I became much more careful about who I opened up to. And there was a, a long span in my young adult life where I didn't open up to many people. And I think by the time I met you, I had um, kind of taken the leap into being of service to others, um, doing the coaching that I do. And I realized I couldn't be you know, shy about that. I had to be open about who I was. I had to share with the world my energy. And that really has made a, a huge difference in my life. So I, I recovered it, to answer your question. I kind of lost it and then recovered it.
0: I love that. So... As an intuitive coach, you are working with people who come to you with all sorts of, I think, um, probably issues or um, questions. Yeah. A couple absolutely. of questions there. How do, you, how, do you manage, how do you manage when friends approach you?
1: Mm, that's a good question. So, you know, every once in a while I will have a friend that approaches and it's fairly well known. And usually that'll be like a single session kind of thing, not going full through the program. I have made friends with my clients and then they were no longer clients and we became friends. So that has happened, um, rarely, but it does. Um, but you know, as far as current friends, um, I think the, the good part is I'm able to separate, you know, that space of bringing in the guidance from, you know, any personal feelings I might have about a situation. Um, I'm just because I, that's what I do all day, every day, even if it was a family member which I have given re- readings and coaching to my family if they ask wow. for it, um, you know. But you know, there's only so far you can go because you you are invested in that person, and in your advice is going to be kind of um, either tainted one way or another with your preference. But um, I do the the biggest challenges I think um, are being really honest with someone if I see something that's not going to work out that they really want it to work out, and they're really dedicated to You know, hearing that, and I can't tell them that that's what I see or that's what I feel. And I think they know it inside too. But I can feel when their ego is fighting with what their spirit knows, and that's where it can get a little bit awkward. But I've I've had people walk away upset with me, but then later tell me that they were thankful that I was honest. They needed to hear it, so that that's helpful to hear. And um, the other challenges in the past, more than now, um, you know, when you're developing as an intuitive, when you're Getting into this world of coaching, and you start realizing you're of service to others. If you're developing with with other friends, um, there are some that will take advantage of that, you know, to a degree where it's not an equal exchange. And I did find that, which which was sad, but um, unfortunately I had to let a couple of people go from my life because I put up a boundary about that, and they didn't like it, you know. So um, so that happens sometimes, but you have to just stand your ground and, and have good boundaries. Um, either way. I was mm-hmm.
0: just about to ask about that. Like, how do you, how do you, because those are, those aren't just like, hey, uh-uh, boundaries. Those are, those are boundaries that have to be very strategically and gently placed. Um, how do, how do you get that guidance to do that?
1: Right. Yeah. And
0: I will admit in the,
1: in the past, I was not always strategic or gentle <laughs> when I was yeah. younger, you know, <laughs> because I didn't, uh, I think I came from a place of having trouble building healthy boundaries. So when I decided to build them, it was like, I'm building a boundary, you know, and (laughs) that, you know, that probably had something to do with, you know, um, the disconnect and um, trying to repair that later. But um, yeah, I think it, it doesn't come up anymore because I think I'm a little bit more established in what I do. So people kind of know, and if I do have friends, they're they definitely want to be a paying client. They want to show up. They want to do the work. They're not just like, oh, like you're not busy. Give me some advice, <laughs> you know. And and when we're we're in our friend zone and hanging out, we're just talking, you know. To me, it's a, that believe it or not, it just feels different. You know, we're just chatting about stuff. Sometimes I'm an ear for event, or we're just playing and joking and adventuring somewhere, but we're not getting deep and heavy into each other's stuff. I think um, when friendships get that way. It's, um, it can be amazingly healing, but on the shadow side, it can be, it becomes codependence and you don't have the boundaries that are necessary to keep your dance space, um, from another person. So I think that's really key when it comes to friendships and when you are a a guide or a coach, um, not to try to help everybody or, you know, have good boundaries about what the purpose of your time together is.
0: Oh. I have a question. Have you ever, have you ever had a feeling about somebody in the moment that was unsolicited that you either held back or felt compelled to share with them, even though it wasn't on the table as as what you were doing together? Then, if that made any sense whatsoever, like absolutely, yeah, ever, <laughs> yeah, because totally you are intuitive. I mean, have you walked? I mean, have you ever just seen somebody go, "Ooh, <laughs> maybe I should <laughs> tell them." About yeah. that, <laughs>
1: yeah, and I, I think uh, I I developed in the spiritualist style of of readings, and um, that's a, a mediumship movement. Um, so I also do some mediumship, but um, and my teacher taught us the ethics of that were like basically don't go around giving readings unless the, someone asks, especially with mediumship because someone not, might not be ready to hear from their loved one or they might not be ready to dig up that grief yet um, even if the loved one really wants you to get through it's like okay you've got to you got to help me open them up first but with friends and family absolutely there'll be times where I'll I'll have a hit and I'll just I'll just say hey I'm getting an intuitive hit do you mind if I share it usually everyone's like yeah sure they're happy to to hear what I have to say, but I certainly don't go around reading people all the time because you know I've met people that do that, and it's like hey, I didn't uh, you know that's not where I'm at right now. I didn't ask for that. I don't really want to go there right now um again, with the boundaries, just energy boundaries
0: and you've been you've been developing your your profession and your intuition for a while, mm-hmm. and you did mention that you had to create some boundaries and some people fell out of your life so have you had have you had friends um, or even acquaintances from way back that you would not have expected to be friends with come into your life again um, and embrace what who you are now and what you're doing now? Um, so one more time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. Have, have you had unexpected people from your past come in and and be supportive of who you are now in a way that you didn't expect?
1: Yes. I have. And I wouldn't say that they were completely unsupportive. And sorry about that. I was like, hmm, there's, there's like two <laughs> possible answers I have for that. Um, so, yes. And and there, there are people, especially some friends that I've known, f- you know, since high school, um, mm-hmm. that really either didn't quite understand what I did or didn't quite agree with it or, you know, they were on their path. And um, kind of figuring out what they did, especially if they're helpers too. And it's like they were more um, academic. They went the academic route or or something like that. And it's kind of like they knew that I you know, was authentic, but they didn't quite understand what it was that I did. And I think now it's becoming very clear what my message is and what I do for people. And then I, I get amazing amounts of support from a couple of friends. So it, it yeah, absolutely. And okay. the, the, the friendship has gotten has either sustained or gotten a little better, you know, since kind of rejoining with those friendships.
0: Well, and, and speaking of, you know, friendships, I I would be remiss if I didn't mention that we are in the middle of a global pandemic Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um, tell me how, how you have been adapting. Have you, how have you been adapting socially? How are you staying in touch with people now? That's a great
1: question because I didn't expect, um, what, what has come from it. And I was even telling my friends, you know, that are at at long distance, why didn't we do this before? We've got to do this again. Um, one thing is, well, I definitely have been, um, you know, sending posts out on social media to not only my followers or clients, um, but also sharing them with my loved ones and my friends, because, you know, it's no longer about like, Hey, I'm here if you need me for, you know, a session. It's more like just encouraging people to hold the faith through this invisible storm we're going through. Mm-hmm. And to me, um, that's who I am. You know, I can be goofy and silly and I'm human and I have my faults and whatever, but like who I am to the world and who I stand for is that faith holder and, and the wisdom holder of, you know, we're going to get through this. And And that's, you know, I might throw some jokes up there just to have a giggle, but I'm also mainly going to just encourage people to find their faith and remember who they really are and not feed into the darkness and the scare, the fear and um, everything else going on. But the other cool thing that's been happening on the fun side is um, I've had a good friend of mine invite me to a dance party and there, there's a, there's a guy on Instagram in LA that has these like dance parties and like 4,000 people will be watching his Instagram live and it's about an hour long. And we do stretches and yoga and then we start just dancing and he'll lead you in some stuff and then you just free dance. Um, so we did that one one day and it was so much fun and just felt like little kids yeah. and we'd Zoom so we can see each other. And then we invited another friend from many, many years ago from high school that I hadn't seen in forever. So, you know, I guess a few days ago it was now a uh, Sunday. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's been a week. Uh, Sunday, we all were Zooming together. And I just imagined like, oh, we're going to add a few more people and we'll have this kind of Zoom dance party. Um, and then also we had a game night, you know, and so, so these people live in Atlanta and California and I'm here in Orlando and we're meeting for like visits over, you know, over zoom. And I think that is really cool. Cause I was kind of n- anti-video chat, not anti, but it's just like, oh, you know, I'd rather just be on the phone and now I'm getting warmed up to, you know, this is, it, it does feel a little closer when you can see people. And I, my Gen Xer is, is getting up with the technology, I guess.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, I think one of the, one of the brilliant things coming out of this, especially with all of the, the, the video teleconferencing and stuff going on is that um, everybody's loosened the strings a little bit as far as having to be perfectly turned out, you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> hair yeah. and makeup and all that. Like, I think we're going <laughs> Yep. (laughs) I'm in my pajamas. My hair is in ponytail. I don't (laughs) care. (laughs) I I have experienced the same thing and I'm actually really digging the connectivity that that we're experiencing too on that front. And I have to ask you also about your hobbies. And for those of of you who have not started following Molly yet, you will notice when you do that she does a lot of really cool underwater shenanigans. And (laughs) she she dives with the manatees in Florida in places that I never knew existed that are beautiful. And she posts glorious videos of the same. Are you missing your, your swims? Are you still doing that? Can you?
1: Yeah, no, I haven't. Um, our state parks are closed and, you know, anywhere where groups would gather, which usually they're pretty busy this time of year, have been, have been shut down until at least the end of April, if not mid-May. Um, as of now, we're kind of just waiting, you know, waiting to see when it, when it, the curve flattens and it seems like we can start thinking about that again. But um, I do, I think if I really wanted to, I could probably go to some other places, but it's not, it's not really worth the risk either legally or,
0: <laughs> um,
1: or, or, you know, virus wise. So I'm just right now I'm building my strength. I do a lot of bike riding and just it's all for me, it's all about getting outside. So I love swimming. I love being underwater. I always have I'm Florida girl, native Floridian, Um, But the real reason that I I, I'm in the water so much is because it's so hot in Florida in the summer. You really can't go for a nature walk. I mean, you can, but you're going to get bit by bugs and you're going to sweat the whole time. So usually I'm of the mind in the winter months and into the spring. I, you know, I walk on the trails and do that while it's cool. And then when it heats up, I tend to do more of the diving. So we're, we're hoping to get back in there, especially our favorite blue Springs. I have a group I dive with and, yeah, we'll be getting back there as soon as possible
0: so what do you think as far as as far as the new technology you picked up with the with the coronavirus um, how do you think this is going to change how do you think your relationships are going to change moving forward what do you think will be different about not just your your approach to meeting new people but of maintaining those relationships
1: that's a good question I think um, how much I enjoyed seeing my old friend that's, you know, lives across the country. Um, You know, when she comes home, we'll gather at her mom's house and do game night. And, you know, we'll go out dancing and we'll have fun together. And, you know, we only do it once or twice a year. So it's nice to know that we can do this, you know, have these video date nights, basically. And we never really thought to do it before. And I think both of us get really busy. um, And uh, my thought is, I think we're all enjoying being not as busy as much as it can be challenging for for some people. But I, you know, I for one want to make time for more of that. And, and you know, people, a lot of my friends actually and people that I hold dear don't really live in the area. I, I have a lot of acquaintances and business colleagues, but, uh, you know, people I'd like to touch base with, whether it's family or friends, it's like, if I can get some of them on video, some of them will, <laughs> are like, technology, I don't know about that. But, you know, it'd be nice to, to do a little bit more of that and save time and fit more of that into the day.
0: I think it's going to be a lot easier now since everyone is now getting, you know, Zoom literate and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said something there that was key, and I think it's it's worth mentioning, and you said make time. Mm-hmm. and. I know that you probably, you're meeting a lot of people on a regular basis. Um, how, how important is it for you to carve out time to, to re- really solidify your new relationships? And how do you go about doing that? Do you schedule it? Do you, and it's a kind of a weird question, but I mean, no, it's it not. <laughs> <bit of effort. laughs> it does take a little bit of effort. How do you fit that into your, into your day? Because I, I hear from a lot of people, I'm too busy to, to go out and make new friends. Yeah
1: well it's um my two closest friends here in orlando right now um I met at a, a networking meeting which I don't really network very much anymore I just I do a lot of events so that's where I kind of network I guess and i've I've started to meet more people closer to my field but these two ladies we met and um, we've had we kind of you know, kind of started doing our own things away from the bigger groups and decided to have a support group. So we're not networking for business, we're just supporting each other with the emotional challenges that come with being spiritual entrepreneurs. And um, one's an herbalist and a folk medicine teacher, and the other is a masculinity coach. And so, you know, all these things were spirit guided, and we're, we're going with our intuition on this, which is a very uncharted path. And, um, sometimes things happen in our lives and we're just struggling with that. So we, we usually schedule once a month and we'll either ha- meet for lunch or we'll do a zoom call. And we've been doing that for over a year now. Um, and then I have a very good friend who I shared an office with for a while and I make a, we both make a point to schedule a lunch once a month or a dinner. And so it is, it is weird as far as scheduling because things do get busy and, Recently, I did take on regular business hours, but before that, it was I was just kind of all over the place all the time. So I had to fit in my administrative work and my client work when I could. Um, now it's a little bit more structured. Well, kind of. <laughs> when I get back into the office, it'll be a little more structured. Um, nice. But now it's like, okay, after this time, I'm going to be free or I can meet you for lunch, whereas I didn't have the structure before. So for me, it's been since I quit my corporate job and went full time with the coaching work, It's been a huge learning process of how to structure time, how to make sure I create my own, like I manage myself and yeah, personal needs are, are 100% important. And, um, yeah, if anything, I, I wish I made a little bit more time, but that's, I'm getting there.
0: (laughs) I'm getting there. (laughs) When you kind of answered my next question, but maybe we can talk a little bit more about how your good friendships have improved your health and your life.
1: Well, I feel um, that, you know, and, and I'm speaking here because uh, I have lots of different friends, different genders, everything else. But I think women friendships especially are, you know, that good close brotherly friendship with a guy. Like, um, is it's a good thing to have time to really talk about what matters, to laugh. Um, I know scientifically they've shown, you know, uh, women can get oxytocin build, you know, build up in their system from just hanging out together and just emoting and talking and and being real with each other. Um, And I think that's, it's scientifically proven, but I can feel it. I can feel a relief Mm -hmm. when there's a really good friend of mine and she's a scientist. So, you know, I'm a spiritualist. She's a scientist. So we come from totally different backgrounds, but we really have fun together and when we hang out, I, I drive away usually like I feel so good, you know, it's just and she's one that I should call up after this. But it's like it's so nice um, to have that and it's just a feeling. It's just a, a feeling of well being that you've been seen and heard. And I think for me, my inner child is very alive and well and to play and joke with people is very uplifting. So I think that's I hope that answers your question, but that's that's it's how I see of, it. it. <laughs>
0: It does. And, and, um, now I have to ask, do you have any really close guy friends?
1: You know, well, it's funny on the dance party, it was one of my guy friends from high school and I was like, Oh my gosh, there he is. So maybe we'll, we'll reconnect through this. I'm not sure, but I missed him dearly. Um, right now my, my partner is my, my main guy friend, you know, he's my, my romantic partner, my life partner and my, my favorite friend. So I would say he definitely counts. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Yeah, of course.
0: So what is the coolest thing a friend has ever done for you? This is one of my new favorite questions. The coolest thing. (laughs) Oh, wow. Hmm. (laughs) The coolest thing. Sometime sometime when somebody stepped up or just did something really neat.
1: I think, um, well, first thing that comes to mind is I have a, a dear friend, and every once in a while she'll just text me, And let me know that she's been thinking, that I've been on her mind. She's been thinking about me, especially when I was first beginning the coaching work. And I was, you know, and she does pretty much the same thing I do. Um, And so she understood the challenges around that. And um, just every once in a while, she would text me and just say, I've been thinking about you. How are things going? And I was just starting my relationship. And she was invested in that. She's like, I'm so excited. I really want you guys to last a long time. And, And she would, just the fact that it would be out of the blue. Like, and it wasn't like, Hey, can you talk? Cause I need to vent. You know, (laughs) it was more like, I'm thinking about you and and it made me, it just made me feel appreciated. And, um, I still appreciate her to this day for that.
0: I I tell you what, it matters. (laughs) that That is one of my favorite things to do. And it's one of my favorite things to receive. And I thought about it one day and it occurred to me that those out of the blue, um, calls or, or text messages feel to me like that same feeling when uh, a friend sends me a postcard from Prague or whatever, and I didn't even know they were gone. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, a postcard, like they're on vacation and they're thinking of me. <laughs> um, but that's the same feeling. And when, when when you get that out of the blue phone call, I'm like, <gasps> mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels so very that is good.
0: Spe- it's and special. It is.
1: And I think um, people might, and I know I've been guilty of this, especially in my past. Um, you know, I can think when I was much younger and thinking, well, I want to call this person, but I don't want to bother them. Maybe they have plans. Maybe they're busy. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't even want to talk to me, you know, or yeah, I do have some things I need to talk about uh, with someone, but I don't want them thinking I call them just for that, you know? So there's all these excuses that will come up, but it is that taking the risk. So, you know, anyone listening that, that, does that or feels that way sometimes, like, go ahead and risk it. You know, the worst thing you could do is leave a message and you don't get a call back and they're busy or whatever. But um, usually people are just really happy. And, you know, the times when I've done it and someone's busy and they'll say, I'll call you back when I can. Like, I know how things are in the world and I I, I don't take it personally. Maybe in, when I was a kid I would have, but now I'm just like, all right, well, I'll reach out again. Like if, if they mm-hmm. seem excited to hear from me and then they don't reach out, it's like maybe they you know, the time's just gotten away from them. So I I give, I definitely cut people some slack. Um, but yeah, I can feel it when it's appreciated and that's, you know, that's kind of like, okay, we connected. And if you want to connect further, I'm here, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, and, and you made a good point that I had thought of, which is, which is that feeling that, that you don't want someone to think that you called them with an agenda, Mm -hmm. but the flip side is I hear often I'd I don't have anything to say, or I don't have any news to share, or I don't have um, I don't have a reason, mm-hmm. and I I keep preaching like best to not call with a reason, like no reason is the best reason to call,
1: yeah, <laughs> like just hey, just thinking of you, how you doing? What's you, up? You yeah, know? the conversation will create itself; it always does, you know. Yeah, and it's being in the moment and not um, planning ahead of, with everything, you know. Which is kind of something that's good in a lot of different areas, not just this, but you know. We can't, we can't imagine exactly how it's going to go before we take a step.
0: Yes. And I like your advice to go ahead and do it, pick up the phone and, and, or, you know, whatever, reach out in the way that's most comfortable. But, um, it's really, that's really important, I think too. So let's flip that around. How do you, uh, how do you tell your friends you love them? How do you, what are your biggest, um, coolest things you've done for friends? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. Um, so full of them today.
1: I know. And I think, <laughs> you know, for me, the way that I am, and everyone's a little different, I think, about friendship and what they can cons- consider close friendships, and I'm, I'm kind of, like I said, I'm the 50-50 introvert extrovert. So, and I'm also a cancer for those astrology buffs out there. So, you know, Uh it takes me a little while to warm up, but once I'm warmed up and I know we're good, like I'm your friend forever. Like, you know, and you know, unless the boundary doesn't work out, but yeah, it's like, you know, there's, there's reasons why it might fall apart, but my loyalty is very strong. So I know um, that's something that I can always say if, if, you know, if someone, if I'm really bonded with someone, if they're going to, if we're in it together, I'm in it for, you know, lifetimes. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, I'm trying to think like what specifically. Oh, I think I know. Okay. So a friend of mine um, was in a really um, bad situation with a neighbor. She had gotten out of a negative relationship and um, moved across, across town a little bit. And her neighbor was completely inappropriate and like bothering her all the time. And it got to where it was kind of a dangerous situation for her. So she put an all call out for her friends to come help her move. It needed to happen in this two hour window when the guy was gone. And, and I I was like, no, there's no question. Like we're doing this. And we hopped in the car and went over and got her moved And it. It felt really good. And all these people that I didn't know, like we all knew her, but, um, we kind of connected in service to, to helping her get safe and now she's safely in a uh-huh. in a new house, and she's happy. And and I think um, it, it felt good to be a, of service in friendship like that for for that kind of reason. Because some people don't have that, and um, you know, it's yeah. it's important to to jump at it if someone needs that kind of help.
0: I love that. Yeah, that's that. I mean. That's powerful right there. And it's to have friends who show up like that. And that's, I mean, that's what we're called. That's the name of the podcast, Friends on Hand. She had friends on hand who could jump in and and help her move in that moment. And I think that's just incredible. I love it. (laughs) So what interests you about other people and what deters you from approaching other people? And here's my favorite question ever. When you see somebody who's standing idly by, how do you know how to break the ice? Hmm. Okay. Because you are intuitive and I, icebreakers and in, in the, the start of a conversation is my favorite. It's like taking off in an airplane. Whee.
1: <laughs> so so um, me, I'll get to that one for sure. But you asked um, what makes me want to approach and what makes me yeah. not want to approach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. If I can, if I remember the times in my life where I met friends or just people, maybe we were just acquaintances. And I do have a handful of those, like we've never really gone much deeper, but I love them. Like I just, mm-hmm. we met, we might've worked together. I just, it's a mutual admiration. Um, and there's just something again about their energy, their authenticity, and they're not, you know, you, I can tell they're not faking it just to look a certain way or whatever. They are who they are. And they're also uh, responsible for <laughs> Um, you know, so they have this sense of responsibility for who they are and the energy they put out and they just feel good to be around. And I think, uh, the ones I don't want to approach is if I hear someone just complaining or it is an energy, I don't know how to explain the energy I can feel around someone that's, I call it an ordinary thought, um, because people who are kind of in non-ordinary thought are, are noticing the energy. They notice, what, how, what they say affects others. They notice how the energy they're putting out into a space, um, you know, affects the room, but some people aren't that aware. And if someone's kind of a bull in a China shop with their energy, then I'm just like, okay, I'll say hi from over here. <laughs> like, and I think it is self-awareness. Maybe it's, that's the best term, self-awareness, yeah. um, and humor, De- definitely good sense of humor.
0: will <laughs> get me every time. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, and, it with someone who is self aware, and you certainly are self aware. Um, it would it would almost be a safety thing because if they're not aware of their own energy, if they're flinging it around and and um, in their head maybe having their own conversation, they're not going to be aware of themselves or you, right? And as a sensitive person, I think that I think we we are conscious of that because yes. you, you do have to have a little protective layer there. Absolutely.
1: Yeah and and really in my philosophy and not just mine but I I learned it from studying Eckhart Tolle you know power of now and a new earth um he's an amazing teacher and um you know he he framed it best and kind of summed it up that you know you can tell when someone's ego is in, in control they're you know their eyes are darting around they're not listening you know they're not good listeners they're waiting for their chance to speak Um, sometimes I'll overhear conversations and people are just talking right over each other and nobody's really listening. I'm like, how I couldn't stand that. I'd have to walk (laughs) away, you know? Um, And so there's a lot of that going around. So it is, I I can't, I do feel I'm discerning and maybe a little picky about who I really get close to. I will, I mean, I'm in service to everyone. I don't care who you are. You know, you come in to see me for advice. I'm going to be there for you and hold that space for you. But as far as who I know personally or, who becomes a friend. To me, it is also soul contract based. So it just feels like it's supposed to happen. Um, and again, I just go with the intuition on that. I like it. You asked me something else, I think.
0: (laughs) How do you, how do you know how to break the ice? Oh, breaking the ice. Your
1: opener. Yeah. Breaking (laughs) the ice. So, um, I definitely, I am kind of a how you doing today kind of thing. And I'll do it. uh, This is me thinking like someone I've never met before. And maybe like you said, they're quiet and they're not, you know, or it's someone at the store, a cashier or an Uber driver or someone that just kind of expects, yeah, I'm just schlepping around. I'm just, this is my job. And I don't really want to be here right now. I like to just be like, so how's your day going? You know, and just really say, Mm -hmm. notice them. And say, I, I, I notice you right now. And they might say, fine, or they might go, in, oh, well, thanks for asking. And, you know, but it's it's all about kind of like the smiling at strangers technique, you know, just give some uh, good energy. Yes. It doesn't cost a lot, you know, it's, you can just give that away and, and know someone was noticed, you know, th- so that they know they were noticed that day and not just a face behind a cash register or a steering wheel.
0: Cool. And that's, I usually, I usually either do that or I will, um, Find something in the environment mm-hmm. to to mention, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it inevitably, it's cold or something, and and you can make a joke about it. And I usually joke. That's yeah, my, <laughs> that's, that's my <laughs> yeah. And I just smiling. <laughs> hey, Hello. how you doing? <laughs> I've had a few bombs, but usually it works out okay. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think that's the it, risk we take, right? Yeah, you know, if
1: you're going to open up, sure. it's the vulnerability thing. Like you become vulnerable to whatever happens next. And Kia's if you don't take it too personally,
0: you're fine. <laughs> yeah, but but sometimes when it works, it works really really well. And I've made some lifelong friends doing you know, cracking a joke one at the, you know pastry counter at a Whole Foods one time, and we've been friends since 2006. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> like you know, you just don't know. Yeah. Absolutely, so we have a, a lot of um, a lot of isolation going on right now, and I wanted to know what your take on on um, how people can maybe make more of their alone time. This is coming from out of the blue, so yeah, no great question.
1: I, I'm thinking about that a lot right now because you know my yeah. office is closed, and while I do have phone clients um, here and there, a lot of it is supporting people who have either lost their jobs or are furloughed or they're not sure what's next. And so mm-hmm. I'm just offering as much support as I can. And I ask my guides and my higher power to give the messages. I'm like, what, what does someone who's going to read this post, what do they need to hear today? Um, and a lot of it is everyone's got a different lesson in, in the pandemic, I guess I, like when I talk to someone, I say, how's your pandemic going? Because it's different mm-hmm. for everybody. And um, that's been the focus of my sessions is what's the lesson for you. Um, and depending on where they were at in life and with their work and their relationships, like there's stuff going on there. And then also spirituality, you know, is is blossoming for a lot of people that were edging up on it. It's like, now you've got all this time and space, even people working from home, you know, they're not going out in the evenings. They're they're not as you know, busy as they were. So there's all this time and space and it's it's almost like, you know, while well, I enjoy a couple hours of Netflix before bed, you know, I don't spend the entire night on it. And I think I'm mm-hmm. much happier because of that. And I mm-hmm. do spend time um, creating, whether it's um, working on, writing or or Oracle cards, or I just like painting rocks. It's a new hobby of mine or cooking, you know, or making sure I get exercise. So for me, um, before I met my partner, I was single and I was alone a lot. I had one best friend and I visit my mom and I go to work and I really didn't have um, for several years, a big social life. And in that time I learned to embrace the loneliness that came with that. And I think that prepared me for something like this where, okay, well, and I'm, and I'm very fortunate that I have a partner that I really love being in the house with too, you know, he yeah. has that, but I, 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 imagine myself like, what if I was back there and still living alone and, and then wasn't supposed to go out and visit the two people that I would visit. And, uh, I, I thought, well, I could probably be all right. Um. But, you know, I'd have to cheat a little bit, I think, but <laughs> go, see, go see some people or at least do the Zoom calls. But I, I think what I learned is if I have a physical practice to burn energy, so it's all about the way you withhold energy or let it move. So if you're sitting home and you're not interacting with people and that's your main way of moving energy through your mind, body, and spirit – then you've got to take on some new new ways to do that. So you can again ground through nature and walking and and exercising outside, or just sitting outside, being there. If you've got you know you're on the computer, go outside and be on the computer. You know, do something different. Um, and definitely um, self inquiry, um, getting the right amount of rest. You know, a lot of things that people are the psychologists are putting out there, and even the health organizations, I totally agree with it. It's, you know, that leads to spiritual balance if you're taking care of those aspects of yourself. But um, I think reaching out for um, for support, and there's a lot of Facebook pages and groups um, that were started because of all this, you know, look, look up and see if you can join some, you know, and, and get involved in an online community if you don't already have something like that to, to help you connect you to the outside world. Um, but yeah, especially take the time to, to self-reflect and create and don't push yourself to do too, too much. You know, it's not about productivity, mm-hmm. but it's about like <laughs> when you were a kid, you know, I've been thinking that it's like, this is like when I was a kid in the eighties, like I ride my bike and then I go home and I put dinner on yeah. the table. Now I'm putting dinner on the table, but it's like, it's this, the pace of life is like when I was a kid and I'm, I'm kind of liking yeah.
0: it. <laughs> yeah well, you just you just sent bells off in my head, and that that is that um, someone who's normally at work or normally has has this a, a normal output or contribution and they're suddenly relegated to input, 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 and no output. That creativity and the doing and the burning off of the steam, I think is really a balance maker. And I never thought about it that way until just now.
1: Yeah. And you know, you want to know where, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, please go. uh, You want to know where I learned that. Where? <laughs> it's kind of funny where I learned it. So um, when I was in my twenties, I had chihuahuas and they were badly behaved. So I started watching dog <laughs> whisper. Uh, <laughs> this is no joke. This is how I learn. Yeah. I, I watch and learn. And, you know, I couldn't get a handle on them. They were always barking at everybody. I didn't want to take them around the block because it was embarrassing. And I'm like, I've got to get a handle on these dogs. And they're little <laughs> tiny things. But at the time, that's all I could handle, right? Um, and the way the dog whisperer described their energy, um, you know, basically when they get all pent up and they're not worn out, and it the the energy stays in their minds instead of goes and you know u- being used in the body, it creates anxiety, which creates bad behavior, which creates blah blah blah, uh, you know, down to you know violence or whatever. And the more I thought about it, and the more I started doing it with myself at that time in my life. I'm like, well, let me go exercise some more and let me in it at work. I would manage my stress in my corporate job by working out five days a week and not Mm -hmm. too hard, just going and getting on the elliptical and getting moving and sweating. And I was in the best shape of my life, but I was also calmer because I wasn't sitting at my desk, just, you know, holding all that. And, and I think that's just biological. And as much as we're spiritual beings, we're also biological beings. So we, you know, if we ground our energy somehow, then it it helps you feel better.
0: And I'll, I love that, and I think it's true, and it's true of any kind of training too. I, I grew up with horses, and and a lot of the times you have to run them, you know, get them worked out a little bit before you get on them because they may have too much of that pent up energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what just triggered this, but. I know you are probably running in some of the same circles on social media as I am, and I am being bombarded with um with with offers, free offers and and all of this stuff. and it's like it, <laughs> yeah. it's like, okay, I already have a job. <laughs> but I think that right now, and I'm hearing it from other people, we're being kind of. Push to make the most of this, mm-hmm. to to come out of the the our pandemic on the other side smarter, healthier, wealthier, more credentialed, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like we're supposed to achieve our way through this, mm-hmm. and um, I think that might be contributing to a little bit of stress too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's even true. hard for me to see. So I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah.
1: I think um my my view on it was I keep calling this the Great Pause. It's just like the world mm-hmm. has been put on pause. And I'm shocked and amazed because for me, I have always saw events like that coming to the planet. And I think a lot of people did. I mean, even in our apocalyptic mm-hmm. movies, but we didn't imagine it would be like this or this first great pause, this global pause where everything gets quieter and i think a lot of the teachings out there and including mine that i've been putting out there every day in some way shape or form is that it really is about taking a breath you know and this virus is it attacks the lungs it attacks the heart and Heart and lung disease are, are huge factors in uh, imbalance. Heart chakras, or people who are holding on to grief, or um, have trouble opening their hearts. And not everybody—that's very—that's a generalization, and I don't mean that for everybody. But typically, archetypally, that's what it's connected to. And so, um, in this time, I feel like our the humanity lesson that we're getting is, and you, everyone can choose or not choose to. To, to take this time to feel what it's like to really just pause and be present and not have goals, you know, and if you're working on goals, do it because it's fun and then stop when you're tired of it for the day. You know, don't push, 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 because we're going to get back into that swing of thing eventually. And while you have the time, recover your energy. And And I've been advising that people start intending, you know, if you're feeling better at all or if you're struggling at all, like what do you intend to happen tomorrow or next week or next month, given our current circumstances, these are your raw materials to create a different kind of state of being for yourself, which creates a different life, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I have really completely enjoyed having you here. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. This was fun. Yay. I know. I've I've been looking forward to talking with you and I've, I loved hearing more about what you do. So for my listeners, if you would love to know more about Molly McCartney, you can find her at www.mollymccartney.com. And be sure to check out her podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour. You can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and Spotify. And remember, it's all about connection. If our topics resonated with you and you would like to know more about how to develop stronger and more supportive friendships and professional networks, let's connect. You can find me at nancytiltonhand.com. And remember... Friendships help you hate help you stay happy, healthy, wealthy, and smart, not to mention just being fun and joyful. So get out there and make a new friend and I'll see you next time.